It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, friends. This is episode number 50 of the Right Away Podcast, and it is the 29th of June as we are recording. I'm JP Reinflush with my co-host, Chris King. Hello, Chris. How has your writing week been? Mm, it's been mad. I got sick. <laughs> uh, has it been a lure? JP's never going to let me live this down. I commented uh, on a short story of his and because I was working from my phone, it was over the weekend. I had my kid and I was just like freaking at my phone. Occasionally my phone slipped into all caps And then one time I left him a comment that was just LER, L-E-R, in all caps. That's all. That's it. I just assumed it meant blah and then moved on. Yeah. Appropriate assumption, I think. So I got six. I, it was like a head cold, but I'm such a baby with head colds. It just stops my brain up. I can't think. So not a lot done last week. I got quite a bit done in not writing yesterday. I decided last month, I think, I don't know, I decided recently that my first series under my current pen name in the romance had dropped to a monthly income level where I had a while ago, maybe a year or so ago, said when it drops below that amount, I will consider taking it wide. And it did. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to take it wide. I'm not going to dither about whether it's the best decision or not. I'm just going to do it because I do want to start building a wide presence with this pen name so I can set it and forget it once I'm done. So I spent quite a bit of time in the morning reformatting my back matter. And I shared with the author success mastermind that we're a part of, like my kind of checklist of all the things that I did. I verified that I had all of the covers that I needed. I have a checklist for my assistant. Okay, here's the sites that we need to upload. I realized that I'm part of Publish Drive's like old program where you didn't have to pay monthly. And I haven't had to think about that because I haven't put anything wide in over a year. And oh, I've only ever made like $62 from them in the two years I've been with them. But still, that's a lovely meal out for me in two years. Definitely really nice to realize, oh, I have a lifetime membership to this. Sign up for everything, folks, just in case you might get freebied later on. I'm not going to lie. If I see like lifetime membership to something and I have the ability, I always get it just in case. I'm one of those people. Yeah, if it's not too expensive. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not going to break the bank, but if yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those people. How about you? It has been interesting. So the past two weeks or so, I've been racing to get this short story in just for fun, just trying to like get it to a place where I can submit it. And then luckily you were kind enough to just be a second set of eyes on it and let me know. To be an asshole. Ooh, you were not. You were <laughs> exactly what I needed. Yeah. And so I am 
under 24 hours away from submitting it and I just have one little thing to to so yeah and I'm really uh happy that I was able to get it through to a place where I really like the story personally and I'm really happy to submit it and be like here you go I don't know what will happen but here and this for folks who are wondering is the story from the tarot episodes like how to write a short story with tarot I have not finished mine I started it however and I feel very proud of that accomplishment hey what it's all good as long as one of us submits it we're fine (laughs) we win together together yes this was a, a joint effort and then because of course I am apparently prone to injury let's see last week I injured my knee this week I decided that my finger needed to go into a window basically this was not dancing this was not dancing involved yeah so my little pinky finger looks like I painted black nail polish on it which I did not and my my ring finger on my left hand quickly learned how to be a pinky finger as well for typing because I cannot type with it poor finger the other thing that I feel I need to note about the week is that yesterday my phone decided it was no longer going to charge. This is my third phone of the year. We're in June. I am still fighting with customs over the two replacement phones that I ordered. And I think they'll actually approve it this week while I am gone. So I have to see if they will put a friend's name on my package so that they have the authority to pick it up because... This is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. To the point where I have just asked JP, can I ship you a phone so that while I'm in the States, I'll have a phone? I just, I don't know what to do with you. (laughs) I had, what was it, three years ago. Yeah, but for like two or three years ago, I had a lady, no, it was three years ago, it was 2018. She she was an energy worker. She was like, she saw a ghost and she's like, I think you have a tech demon on your shoulder. He's male because of course he is. He has a male energy. And do you mind if I like try it? I was like, yes, please try and get him off. I think she just pissed him off. Mm-hmm. I don't think it worked. Yeah. So hide your phones, hide your <laughs> tablets. <laughs> if anything happens to this computer, but this computer's new too. Anyways, anyways. All right. So we have a topic that isn't my tech problems this week oh we have other things to do before that excellent yes yes so before that we do have a new patreon subscriber yay, yay. jimmy essien thanks jimmy yes thank you very much jimmy i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> jimmy. Jimmy. but yes no thank you very much and we also have comments Yay! So on our episode 48, How Do You Write Scenes and Chapters, uh, we have a comment from Lon, our good friend, who wanted to ensure us that he is not a wonderful human, just seven seven goblins in a trench coat, which, okay, that's fair. I am also- I've met him in person. I can attest that he is at least half human. At, At least half human or has really good disguise for seven goblins. I'm impressed. But yeah, he just talks about how he he goes into how he writes scenes, either using soft breaks, hard breaks, or chapter breaks, and that he doesn't have word length or page length setting this up, then used a reference that unfortunately I have no reference for because I am, I will attest that I am young, even though I am not. But yeah, so that was, that was our comment. 
We also had a comment from Kim who said that the conversation about scenes in chapters totally shook something loose for her. She'd been struggling with a particular chapter at the end of act two in a novel she's revising, and now she has a page of notes on how to fix it. It was the discussion about the action reaction scenes and the shift in mood that did it. So that was super exciting. Yes. Woohoo. All right. Now, now we're talking about underwriting and overwriting mm -hmm. jp which would you say that you are are you an underwriter or an overwriter because i know you're not perfect i know i'm not perfect so i actually had to think about what i was and i think more recently what i've realized is that in the first set of drafting i underwrite egregiously and now especially when i do dialogue first writing it's very underwritten but then the second time through, which I personally still like in my mind, it's still considered a first draft, but I know it's not. I then actually overwrite. So I almost like overcompensate and then I'm just very verbose. Mm. So I think if I wanted to say, I would say in first drafting, I, technically I overwrite. How about you? When I was younger and more playful, I was far more of an overwriter. The pain of losing pages and pages of stuff that was not pertinent turned me into an underwriter a chronic underwriter and now at least with the romance I tend to be a one like write it and done like my co-writer and I give each other a pass to flesh out anything that we think might be added but it's rarely more than like a paragraph added sometimes it's just a line here a line there some snappy dialogue a bit of description but that energy style is pretty solidified. Because I haven't written anything outside of romance in a long time, I'm actually not quite sure where I truly fall. I feel like I still fall under the underwriting. And the reason why is because I don't often pay attention to setting and mood as much on that first draft because I'm focusing so much on the characters and setting and description like you can be a sparse writer but I don't put in enough of the pertinent details in those elements one of the comments that I got so consistently when I was in a writer's group in Nashville was I really want more I want to be able to see the scene and a lot of those because I was writing fantasy and so when you're writing fantasy that's part of the draw is you want far more description than if you're writing I don't know um I'm trying to think of an example of something like a legal thriller I don't care what your briefcase looks like sir unless it's really fancy and hides the knife I don't know I don't know why you'd be hiding a knife in a legal thriller but anyways there's a genre expectation of levels of kinds of writing not even levels but levels of description how much you use and because I tend to write in genres that have heavy world building I am an underwriter whereas in a different genre that I wouldn't enjoy as much I wouldn't necessarily be in those ways might be an underwriter in completely different ways yeah and that a lot of that makes sense based off of genres when you're talking about a legal thriller half of those things don't need any further description than a brown briefcase unless there's a story behind it but especially the papers were legal sized they were white 
the 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 ink was black. Assumed. Yep. These are all assumed. Anyway. Exactly. And then Min Man. Now it's probably digital. <laughs> I'm going on side. But yeah, then when you start adding any sort of strangeness or anything that makes it unfamiliar or surreal that's when you almost have to go into detail it's a leather briefcase that's now made of dragon hide or it holds more than it should be able to or things that along those lines you need to go into more detail to bring your reader up to speed onto what your world is so i think that's definitely part of the level of how we, how genre expectation fits into overwriting now i would challenge you on your description of overwriting, given that I finally got to read something you wrote. And because I don't think that you're an overwriter, you use extraneous words. Yes, I don't actually think that's overwriting. I think that is just part of writing. And when I'm saying like that he uses extraneous words, this is something I'm extremely guilty of. He looked at the pot. Mm-hmm. He he stood and walked like just a lot of the movement things that sometimes we writers need to put there so that we can visualize the scene but then when we go through hopefully like after we've had some time to take a deep breath and be like okay I don't know where that sentence is going after you've had time to let it sit it's a lot easier to do this mm-hmm. and read through and see which of those stage directions is necessary and which isn't this is actually something that I've been paying a lot of attention to right now, particularly in listening to books, because I'm curious what about the books that I really enjoy that I feel like really just pull me in, stick me there, submerse me. How do they balance it so that I don't notice it? That's that's something that I'm looking at a lot. I mentioned that in the weekend reads this Saturday. That was something that I'm looking at. And so I think that was why it was on my mind a lot as I was reading through your stuff and just like crossing things out. Yeah. I, it's one of those things that like you, you do until someone points it out and then you're like, oh no. <laughs> because for me, I don't like dialogue tags at all. So I always, when I write, I always do action and dialogue, regardless of if that action is, he looked at the pot. <laughs> but that's my way of telling myself who is about to speak. So it was really good that you kind of pointed those out because it's not, I still may not go back into dialogue tags, but I know that I need something else there, that I need something that's not extraneous. That's not just a stage direction, but if my intent is action and then dialogue, make the action just as valid as the dialogue. Yeah, I lean heavily towards action tags as well, but I do use dialogue tags when they're necessary, particularly when there are a lot of people in a fast-paced conversation, often then it is more advantageous to use dialogue tags versus slowing the conversation down by having everybody do something before they speak. Yeah, So I don't know what it is. I don't know why I hate it so much. Because we've been taught, like, don't use setisms and then don't overwhelm your readers with saying set all the time. A lot of rules have just, well, I'm just not going to use them. They're hard. Sometimes that happens. But dialogue tags, leaning on dialogue tags helps keep a lot of pace, but it isn't the only tool we have. But I think that, so like the other level of overwriting and the one that I think is harder for people to deal with is where you are writing 
super extra information and or like trailing off on side trails that you don't necessarily need. This can make it really hard in the editing stage because you have to go through and pick out the core of what you're trying to say. But it's not necessarily problematic because you have a lot of material to work with. Whereas underwriters are more building up the architecture as they go through additive construction. Overwriters are like grabbing a giant lump of clay and then carving things away. until. So we both still end up with beautiful things, just completely different ways of going about it. Do you need to fix your overwriting or underwriting? Nah, honestly, as long as you're getting stuff done and it's not painful for you, absolutely not. The benefit that overriders have is that they then have material that they can spin off into short stories. If you're an overwriter with description and such, you might actually just need that to get the story and the place visual for you so that you can write the story that you need to. I often write a whole bunch of crap that happens before the scene that needs to happen happens. Particularly when I'm just writing a scene or I'm writing a short story, I will often write the scene that happens before the story actually starts. Because I am like, what got us to this point? And then I ditch that first scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I also can see overwriting coming into play with like info dumping, which was something Mm -hmm. I've been working on with some of the edits for our book because we have scenes where either a certain character is basically a teacher and they're giving a lesson or some type of speech and that information needs to come across. I think the key for us or or the key that you especially brought to my attention was like, what does your main character, your protagonist in the scene, what do they want? Because it may not align with what they are being taught and you can interplay the two and it comes into removing chunks of the actual like lesson being taught because the main character may not care or may not want that information. They may be trying to divert the conversation to something they want to talk about. And I think keeping in mind, like when you get into stages of overwriting that someone is telling you, hey, this is a little boring or this is a little slow, that may be just a time to look at what your main character wants in that scene and see if you can interplay with that to alter it. I think the main thing to keep in mind is that as long as you aren't really annoyed or in pain because of however you're writing your first drafting style is. It's just a part of the process, whether you're an underwriter or an overwriter. And you just need to know what the next step of your process is. Do you carve things out? Now, can you absolutely improve so that you overwrite less or you underwrite less? Absolutely. I feel like I've done that with romance. I have learned, and this is one of my focuses throughout the last four years, I've learned how to pull in the emotional beats um, far more easily than when I first started. I was far more kind of plot oriented when I started and 
just figuring out how to tell a story. And now that I've learned to tell this kind of story, I know what kind of emotions and how to draw them out. And so I've learned to be a more fully fleshed writer in this realm. So that's just part of the growth process, learning which things you chronically have to add and deciding whether you want to learn to add them first drafting or at least add them a bit more, or if you're just comfortable with that and then want to add that on a, a next pass, or if you're an overwriter, learning which things you chronically remove and figuring out if that's something you want to catch early on or can catch early on, or if that is just something that you need to catch in a later pass. I think when it comes to underwriting, because now that you mentioned that I have some underwriter tendencies, I'm thinking about it. A big thing was descriptions. A lot of the times I'll run into floating head syndrome where I'm just like explaining the action as it takes place. But at no point am I pausing to really give the reader what I'm picturing in my head. What are the five senses that the main character is experiencing? Because a lot of the time I will either focus on hearing or, or sight but I may not focus on three potentially, like what does it smell like in this area or something that kind of like anchors it down for the reader a little bit more. And then another thing too was this pacing. There was a couple of times that you highlighted in uh, the short story that I was writing, sit in this moment and draw this moment out because I want to feel a little bit more here. And all that took was like another sentence, but it was long enough that it shifted the pacing and let you as the, the reader kind of breathe in that moment and feel what they felt until we moved on. So I, I can definitely see those parts for underwriters that they may have to go back through and be like, I have a little checklist. Am I hitting all the five senses or am I hitting like three of five or something like that? And then the moments that I want to cherish to hit those beats, am I drawing that out long enough? Yeah. Are there any other points that come to mind that you want to bring up before we wrap. I don't think so. Excellent. Think we're quite good. We are not over nor under. <laughs> we are perfection at podcasting. <laughs> My question for our listeners this week is, do you feel you're more of an overwriter, underwriter, or do you think you're perfect? Because if you're perfect, then we want to laugh at you or with you, whatever. Maybe you are perfect. Anyways, JP loves you more than I do. If you would like to join us on our Patreon, you'll be able to jump into our live stream book club this month, as well as listen to our Year of Tarot exclusive podcast, the latest which we recorded right before this episode. So we will be traveling this week. We're going to see each other in real life for the first time. So excited. JP's terrified. I'm excited. <laughs> Our next book will be Wide for the Win, written by Mark Leslie O'Fave. And we had a poll up for our August 2021 book club in Patreon. And it looks like it will be How to Write Manga, Your Complete Guide to the Secrets of Japanese Comic Book Storytelling by R.A. Patterson. So that'll be August. Yes, that one will be Delightful. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. All right, friends. We'll have links to where you can leave your comment and the Patreon in the show notes. So we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye.
I'm just going to keep talking until I hear your voice because I can't hear you right now either. Because you're my cheeseburger, my little cheeseburger. I'll wait for you. Oh, yeah. I'll wait for you. Oh, oh.